With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. It is February 19th in the year 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast for the Wednesday Night Wars, AEW Dynamite versus NXT. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Justin Labar. Here we are to talk about what went down tonight, build up for AEW Revolution. On the Dynamite side, the fallout from NXT TakeOver Portland. Matt, got to start with you, man. What would you think of both shows tonight? Real quick, did AEW get their highest rating ever last week? I don't know. I didn't see it. No, they did not. I don't know where I heard that. All right. Um, I thought tonight's show's bigger moments for AEW were bigger than last week's big moments of this show. But overall, I enjoyed last week's show from top to bottom a little bit better. But and NXT is getting better. Yeah. I'll tell you, I think uh, it's interesting, the momentum, because NXT has a ways to go to WrestleMania Whereas Revolution's really helping put some wind in the dynamite sail. Definitely. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Uh, so full disclosure, because I keep it 100 with our audience, I had a massive internet outage for about half of both shows tonight. So I'm going to be using the Wrestling Inc. recaps and relying on Justin and Matt to fill in what happened. Let's start with AEW Dynamite first and talk about the show at hand. We opened with a tag team battle royal where the winners will face the AEW World Tag Team Champions at AEW Revolution. Uh, so this was interesting compared to NXT that opened with recaps of Sunday. AEW got right into it, man. I mean, we had the Dark Order getting a little mic time and interfering with this. Uh, a lot of good spots for the teams. Matt, were you surprised that it was the Young Bucks who were getting that tag team title shot? I think this is what you've been hoping for, right? I've been dying for this. Yeah. And this also, I think, foreshadows the Young Bucks finally winning the tag team titles. Um, rightfully so. Um, but great action, like we were doubting it would be great action or anything. But it was awesome action and great storytelling. At the end of the day, this is great storytelling because now you're putting all the elite members against each other for the tag titles. It's really, really good, actually. This is very, very good storytelling. Got to give them credit here. Yeah, I thought this was a, uh, a solid way to open. I don't know if you guys noticed this. I tweeted and I saw other people did. Raven, Raven was sitting in the crowd behind the Dark Order when they when the Dark Order was on the other side of the barricade. Raven, ACW star, uh, was there. Raven lives in the Atlanta area. The commentary never mentioned him, but he was clearly sitting there, and they had security around him. So I don't, I don't know if that was supposed to be just a, a fun little where's Waldo, and we'll never hear from it again, or if that was supposed to be some kind of red herring. Uh, but I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, I thought this was good though. You know, I mean, like it makes sense. The Bucks should be the ones, uh, going, you know, in this tag match at, at the pay-per-view, but like, you know, it could have been, Oh, we just make the Bucks the, the challenge and that's that. But no, they gave it, they, they made, they gave us a, an exciting battle Royal way to showcase and get a lot of other faces that wouldn't otherwise be getting TV time. Maybe they'd be on dark or something. So like, and it was still compelling. It was still dramatic. Um, the, the, so Bucks, I like the Bucks earned this slot. This wasn't just handed to them. Exactly. Right. This this was good. I thought this was a good rebuild or re, whatever you want to call it of the Bucks. Actually, I agree. No, I agree, and I think that 
for this, Matt, for what you've been talking about, them being absent from the title picture since that original tournament, this is a way to to get that back and put them front and center with it. And uh, how, how do you who do you think came off the best? Luchasaurus seemed to be getting a lot of love on Twitter tonight during uh, this match. Who do you think got the best showing aside from the winners? Luchasaurus. Yeah. Luchasaurus, man. That's what's good about some of these battle royals sometimes is – AEW does a good job of, of, of treating it like the uh, Royal Rumble. Um, I don't know if the Royal Rumble is different nowadays, but like I told you guys, when I was in it, when you get called out and you, you hit the ring, you get to hit like all your finishers on people, and you get a really nice little minute worth of showcase. Um, that's what it was tonight. A lot of people got showcased, and some of them were, were smart with their time, maximizing their minutes and, and, and limelight, if you will. And I think Luchasaurus did the best job of them all. Yeah. Justin, what would you think? Yeah, I mean, Luchasaurus you know, had a great show. And, you know, they had that they had that, uh, that uh, sequence with he and the, the Butcher. The Butcher got a little, the butcher got a little gassed uh, towards the end of the sequence. But the crowd was still in it. The A's, the nays, the boos, the A's. I mean, it looked good. Yeah, he looked like, you know, like a million bucks. Luchasaurus has got uh, so much potential. I know we've discussed about, you know, whether or not he should have the marker stunts and the guys around him. But, uh, yeah, he looked really good tonight. Uh, so we did have a promo from the dark order and what was the exact language? The exalted one is near. Yeah. Something to that effect. Yeah. I mean, which was, again, which was funny why they, again, they had Raven right behind them. I mean, like Raven's a, a cult kind of figure for the Raven's flock. It was just the play on words. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it was just supposed to be something random, but it, that just caught me. Not, I don't think Raven's going to necessarily be the exalted one, but it was just kind of comical if you were paying attention and saw him there. Matt Hardy has one more Raw appearance next week? Well, his contract's up March 1st. There's no telling if he's going to be on Raw for oh, sure. Oh, there you week. go. Uh, Dexterous Pro Australian Money, $5 Super Chat, saying Matt's starting to see the light with NXT. I feel like we've never been anti-NXT. It's just some weeks AEW blows why, it away. You know, uh, why does everybody think it has to be you pick one or the other? You can like both. I don't understand why it's like a, a line <laughs> in the sand. Because you know what it is? You know what I hate? It's like... You're going out for someone with ice cream, and it's like, oh, I got chocolate vanilla. And then there's always the goddamn swirl guy who's like, what? I get the best of both. It's like, <laughs> pick a side, buddy. Your vanilla or chocolate. Sometimes you can be in the mood for one or the other, but don't just go this swirl 50-50 shit. Is that what you're <laughs> Unlike you guys, I outright say at every show, I am pro AEW. There you go. And that I'm... my views are going to be slanted. I think unless something is really rotten, like if we're talking like Butcher Blade and Bunny rotten, I'm gonna call it out. But let me tell you, people pop for chocolate all the time, but you get a good vanilla bean, and there's a certain beauty in that simplicity. It's vanilla an underrated be flavor. Vanilla bean cheesecake is the best. I don't know if you're talking about vanilla bean. I'm telling you. Anyhow, enough about ice cream because we could do an entire podcast on that. But no. uh, <laughs> the exalted one, we'll see. I, man, what a swerve that would be. People are expecting Matt Hardy. It ends up being Raven. That would be something. I think uh, it was, again, I think it was a joke because Raven lives that in That would be the world's biggest fart in church. <laughs> <laughs> it could be worse. We brought in the exalted one and it's the boogeyman. Like, there could just be, like, they could really. I swear to Christ, I would pop more for boogeyman. Boogeyman's underrated. Crazy. Because yes. my boy Marty Wright is crazy, he's, and he's entertaining, and he's hilarious. If you're willing to put worms in your mouth, like, right there. 
I, I can't I can't fault you, man. Like you F- will do well, FYI, Marty Wright went through like our boot camp in OVW at age 42, like my yeah. age right now. Like it was nothing. Dude, the yeah. most in shape 40-year-old I've ever met in my entire existence. That, that dude is oh my god. Didn't He's he lie? Did, didn't he lie about his age? Yeah, tough enough. Yeah, the million dollar yeah. season. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude's a uh, Jackson Callis with dollar ninety-nine super chat. Jackson says, Scooby needs to go to the Saint. Let's make a deal. Um, I need to talk about this. Uh, What's that? Oh. I burped. What does Scooby mean? What does that mean? I I don't know. I'm guessing there was a person in the front row at AEW that's dressed like, it looked like in a Scooby dog costume. That's the only thing I can guess. Oh. Yeah, I did see that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, unless I'm making that up, I thought I saw somebody at Scooby. No, nah, you're right. It was. Go ahead. Uh, so uh, JR made my evening a little more interesting tonight. Chris Statlander versus uh, Shanna. Shanna? 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 Shanna, who I've met before. I've wrestled on an indie card with her before. She's been forever trying to get her break, so I'm happy for her. She's actually one of the good one of the good guys, if you will. She's a good, good, good wrestler, too. Well, Britt Baker joined on commentary, telling Tony she brought him a skinny vanilla latte to keep his figure down. JR says, does it have blue chew in it? And you can imagine what I spent the next half hour uh, (laughs) doing, texting with the blue chew CEO, sending him clips. Yeah, so thank you, Jim Ross, tonight for uh, showing some love to one of the main sponsors of wrestling podcasts, including this very one, Wrestling Inc. Um, But, yeah, this was a cool match. I like what they're doing with Britt. What did you think, uh, Matt, of how they're building that? I mean, it's almost interesting they had this match tonight with Chris versus Shanna, but then we had uh, the Nyla promo with her as champ after beating Riho last week. It's interesting to have this women's match, but really have Britt, who they're clearly building big time to go against Nyla, what we all thought was going to happen. They've just taken a long way to get there. Uh, is that what's being set up right now? Heel I mean, it's, it's got to be, right? I mean, Justin... You don't put Britt Baker on commentary and put her this over front and center in the well, women's I, division. Wait, hang on. I'll answer yeah. that. Why is Jessica yeah. answer? I'll answer that. Okay. Why, why, I'm still talking about it. Why the hell did? Why can't she still be? Why can't they both be built as two frigging you know over heels? And Maybe they, and they don't have to wrestle right now. I don't know. It just seems kind of weird to uh, have them. I mean, that's the match we want to see, right? That's the match we've wanted to see. If we want Glenn. If we want multiple women segments, yeah. right? Then we got to have more over talent, right? And, and, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I like the attempt here to <clears throat> give some momentum to a babyface and Satlander. Let Britt continue her heel gimmick on commentary, and then they also put over Nyla Rose on a video pack on a recap package. My actually, my only complaint here—I don't know if it's just me—Britt's audio was so low. I had like a hard time hearing her. They—they, they, she was on commentary, like, but her mic was super low. I had like I had a really hard time having to like, try to like hear what she was saying. That—that, that, yeah. I, I, you know, that was my only big critique. But uh, yeah, I liked what to, like what we're saying here, what Matt's saying. I liked that they were comp- trying to accomplish multiple things at one time. To you know, I, I feel like now that Nyla's won the title, I feel like everything we had kind of seen prior. You know, Britt is the all-American girl, the girl next door, and. And Rio is the champion. I feel like we were seeing like the rehearsals or drafts being done live in front of us. And now we're finally getting into like what the women's division should be in terms of positioning and who's where. Although I still think Brett Baker would make a money baby face. Oh, and 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 and, and look, and, and she will, and she will eventually turn again. I think this is this is a little bold by them because Britt had never been a heel prior. She's doing great about it. She'll eventually turn again, and she will be the great all-American girl next door. But I think this is a nice switch for her to be. 
you know, the, the, the girl saying her shit don't stink. I like it. It's going to be good. I like Nyla's promo tonight a lot. Yep. Her, all her promos. I, I I'm a fan of, I like yeah. her. I love her shit talking. I love it. Yeah. Man, she can talk. I like that we're yeah. finally seeing that. She can, and she's confident with her words, too. You you think she believes every word of it. That's what's what's best about it. Uh, Panic 16 the $5 super chat, saying, don't need to pick a side. You can like both or one or the other. Personally, I can't stand PG Wrestling. That's why I like AEW better than a, uh, WWE. Uh, if you like, I'm just not to critique our generous uh, benefactor here with the five dollar super chat. But if you like one or the other, you're picking a side. You can't and, like both. And I appreciate you why you donated five dollars to the super chat to Raj Gary. Um, <laughs> Shots fired. I I I yeah, yeah. Um, I in the interim um, uh, appreciate you telling us on what we should be doing. Again, I'm still pro AEW. Thanks for playing. So, do we agree that at the end of every episode that we should know what the total sum that was donated, and then there should be, uh, you know, should be a little treasury going around here of little little. We ain't getting none of it. I know that's what I'm saying, Matt. You're 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 the highest ranking uh, public official out of the three of us. I think we need to we we vote you. We nominate you as our advocate. You're our lobbyist. That's like being, that's like being the world's tallest short person. Gee, thanks. <laughs> we nominate you to go to bat for us on this one. <laughs> oh, thanks. Really, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel to be a, continued there. I Let's do a, that live on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Yeah, I feel a business yeah, meeting. Raj gave us this. The old. I'm doing that. I'm doing the Heisman pose. If you guys can't tell, I feel it. I feel a a union meeting amongst us all with Raj. to <laughs> <gonna> happen. <laughs> no, cool. hey. All jokes aside, everybody that does contribute to the to this uh, through the super chat thank you it says a lot about y'all you guys are super fans and it does go to this uh, the podcast and the overall show it, it, it honestly does so thank you guys no, absolutely and man I can't wait for Wrestlemania so many of you have RSVP'd for this we got like Hell 70 yeah. people definitely going another 115 or so interested go to facebook.com slash wrestling to rsvp justin how many people does this venue hold uh was it rick's on the river in tampa rick's yeah. on the rick's on the river three to five uh on april 3rd i don't know the exact count but this place is pretty big it, it's got an outside to it it's got an inside it actually has even a separate pavilion where you could do like a wedding and such like that we oh, won't be great. we won't well there you go it justin uh you know i think uh well no we're all married damn it I was going to say, there's no one to do a wedding <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. No, if, if one of us are getting married in Tampa, something's going really wrong. So, uh, no, it's... Uh, Listen, stop giving a promo and doing the marketing for Rick on the Cabaret, whatever the hell it's called. Rick's on the River. And um, all right, what, what's the address? I don't have that all the time. I mean, Google it. Rick's on the River, 3 to 5 p.m., <laughs> April 3rd. Uh, free to get in. Free to get in. But we are asking you to, rent, to, you know, to go on to this event. Uh, group on Facebook and say you're coming so we can get a better idea so they can staff us that way everybody's taken care of properly and you never know if we decide to add more to this party we want to make sure we we have people that have uh, spoken up and committed so April 3rd 3 to 5 Rick's on the river all of us and more Raj will be there uh, you know so it'll, it'll be interesting. So it not sound like a nerd I want to meet every single one of you guys like we all talk so much I feel like and I feel like I know all of you guys so I want to actually meet you guys in person absolutely uh, Aaron Gomez with a $5 super chat saying, I hope AEW will keep Brit as a heel for a very long time. I think Brit has hardly any charisma being a face. But I'm Damn. still a relatively new AEW fan. 
I think she's been great as a heel. When they introduced her, they didn't really seem to pick a side as much, right? But I think, you know, originally, what was it? Smiley Kylie Ray was going to be the baby face of AEW women. So I think uh, with Britt, they've been figuring out. But the seal thing, even tonight with Tony being like, here's a skinny vanilla latte, you fat F. Uh, enjoy. Uh, like, that was great. Like, it's perfect. She's getting the right amount. It's not like heat, heat. I think, but it's the kind where it's it's kind of like how Jericho is. Like, no one really dislikes Jericho. True. As a heel. Like, you know, it's not like Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin has mastered the fine art of getting an audience to hate you. He has. Yeah. 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 Um, so this was a good match. Chris Statlander won via pinfall. Uh, after that, yeah, we have the, uh, the uh, Nyla Rose saying she's hungry and going to break bitches. Just <laughs> uh and then jeff uh oh that's typo john moxley said jeff moxley john moxley versus jeff cobb okay this is where my uh internet started going out tonight so count, i know count, count your blessings because <laughs> john moxley beat him in pretty in my opinion pretty short damn order and uh this was not a uh if you're gonna build this kid to be a monster and even remotely compare him to Rhino, okay? Because he looks like a mini Rhino to me. No offense. I'm not saying that in a mean way. I'm just saying what I feel watching this as a fan. And I've heard nothing but how awesome this kid is, right? And how talented he is. I even watched some of his crap on YouTube to see, you know, he's a great athlete. And he's a legitimate amateur. He's a legit athlete. And they have him lose. I know it's versus Moxley. I get that. So my opinion is he's just on rental. There's yeah. no way that they're doing something with him long-term or that he has a contract just yet. And even if they do sign him, the cat's out of the bag. The dude's first play time there is a big loss. Oh, but he lost for his mind. I don't care. If you're going to book this guy as a monster, you don't put him in that situation. So that tells me he's just there for one and done, and that's and that's it. That's why they bum-rushed it so quick of Jericho building him up in a matter of one episode. Um, and then just to have a quick uh, uh, kill-off match versus Moxley to continue to build Moxley. Um, I would have liked to have seen him get a, a like a, a jobber match where he just annihilates somebody like in three seconds or beat somebody. No, I don't want to see him be beat somebody on the card that actually has substance because then you're wasting a loss on a guy that's really there every week, right? You don't want that either. But like a jobber, a local enhancement talent, and just have him go three-on-one match and just yeah. annihilate three local jobbers. Be something. Uh, Super Chat, Manic Hispanic 16, saying you guys are great. Matt, thoughts on Wardlow? We're going to talk about that match in depth, but tease love it a little bit. Yeah, well, we'll get into it. I love it. Love him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you looked fantastic tonight. So post-match after Moxley got that win, the inner circle immediately hit the ring, stomped away on Moxley. Dustin Rhodes came out, and then Darby Allen came out, got awesome. a huge pop skating down to the ring. Brought his board, swung on everyone. Um, that was I mean, cool. Was, that was yeah. really cool. Yeah. If that and, was anybody else coming in on a skateboard, I would like, this is so freaking corny. How freaking lame. Yeah. He makes shit look cool. I'm sorry. He makes something that I would normally make fun of and mock look cool. He'd mock someone riding a skateboard? <laughs> We've been doing it for years. It's called Johnny Ace and Shane Douglas. Yes. <laughs> I was in West Hollywood near UCLA, and that's a very walkable area. And they had those lift scooters, and I like rented the scooter. I'm like, thank God, no one I know can see me on there. <laughs> there is no way this looks cool, dude. You cannot look cool uh, riding one of those. This kid can make anything look cool. I swear it's to true. God. Yeah, his pop, his pop was um, was pretty 
like I noticed that I was like, man, that's that's pretty big. Yeah, he you know, coming out and clean house with the skateboard. I thought that was cool. To the Jeff Cobb point, you know, Matt makes a point. I mean, like he's supposed to come in as being like Jericho's mercenary. At least try to get him a few wins against irrelevant people before this. Um, yeah, he does seem like he's not he's not exclusive to AEW, and I and kind of a cheap plug here. He's going to be with us at IWC Wrestling here in Pittsburgh this Saturday. So if you want to see more of this guy, you can see him here in Pittsburgh this Saturday. But, yeah, he's obviously not exclusive to them, so they don't have the commitment to him, I guess. Now, Lawrence will help you guys uh, draw some money. <laughs> don't get me started. Back in the territory days, that would be a huge no-no. Yeah. Sorry, brother. Can't do any jobs. I'm going to be in Pittsburgh with uh, LaBar next yeah, right. week. Right. Can't do any jobs. That doesn't work for me, brother. Back in the territory days. Matt, you're not that old. I'm not saying me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, could you imagine that, Matt? I, I'm uh, saying in about, the days of like Rick Rick Flair, though, absolutely. Oh, yeah. you, you're not. Hell no, you weren't losing. I mean, but Matt, can you imagine? I mean, you worked in the TV era. Could you imagine what it would have been like to be your size in the territory days? You could have been be, making a comfortable living. I would be a trillionaire. Yes, huge, yep. absolutely. Um. <laughs> So we had Adam Page and Kenny Omega defending their titles against uh, the Lucha Brothers tonight. What did you think of this match? Like, I'm such a mark, I'll admit it. I was so excited for this match. This was awesome. This was phenomenally good. It was yeah. good. Yeah, it went on a while, so my internet came on right back when uh, when this was near the end. Watch it again. I'll have to go back and check it out. I mean, you know, with all the free time I have when I'm not watching new wrestling to go back and watch wrestling I missed. I did watch the first episode of the Ruthless Aggression doc the other night, though. Oh, I need to still watch that. Raj was watching it, too. Well, there you go. Good he has time for that. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Go back Monday night, everyone, and just watch, like, Raj's confused reaction to Raj back, and it was great. <laughs> it was a great moment on the podcast. Oh, did you see my Twitter line? Raj, uh, what's uh, – Ryback. Ryback, yeah. Ryback put over the hashtag Rajback finally. There you go. <laughs> WrestleMania, folks, it's going down. Yes. Uh, yeah, so uh, – what, make- what, what, what if Raj is up to Rick's on the river with Ryback – Flanking him in a suit, like the perfect. I'd be so excited. You have no idea, <laughs> dude. And you never, you never wrestled Ryback, did you, Matt? No, but the deal is, Raj has to be be getting a piggyback ride by him. That's what he, <laughs> he has to be. Yeah, and they have to be having their solo cups. Their broke solo cups. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pop for that. Uh, no, but I'll say you and Ryback, man. That that would. That would be a hell of a match. Oh, I'd kill the one right back. That'd be a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That seems like that should be a one off in Japan. Someone should offer you guys an absurd amount of money to just fly to Japan and have that match. I don't know if I can get three days off here. That's true. (laughs) Well, they would pay for it. They would appreciate it probably the most. Uh, But anyhow, uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Adam Page won that match via pinfall. They're going to go on to face the Bucks at the Revolution. So here we go, right? I mean, the Bucks get the win at Revolution. Page and Omega split up. Then we get their solo feud that everyone's been waiting for. Yep. This was good. I mean, and this is really good use of Lucha, brother, you know? Yeah. It was. They're, they're so damn entertaining, man. It's it, like I go back and forth between them and Bucks as the best tag team from from what I like watching in wrestling. Um, yeah. So hopefully the Bucks stay away from Lucha Brothers. It's been, you know, hopefully semi long enough. 
because to see Lucha Brothers versus the Bucks over a title feud, a real title feud, would be freaking awesome. Yeah. No, I think uh, they're just so talented. I mean, the, it's interesting. The, the Lucha Bros, really, when you compare that to WWE, that's the most stark comparison. You know, just that they let them do their thing. They don't put them in segments. They don't. They didn't bring in other lucha talent or other talent from Mexico just exclusively to face off against them. Like yeah. I wish WWE integrated. Good point. The luchas uh, contingent as much as AEW did. Yeah. Um, because yeah. it just goes to show they can have great matches against anyone. Um, yeah. So we had Cody with Brandy Rhodes and Arn Anderson in tow versus Wardlow with MJF in tow in that steel cage match. This was the last of Cody's uh, feats he must undergone his tests to be able to face MJF at Revolution. Um, I guess the first question is, so Cody getting a pinfall here. I mean, we talked about this. Weren't we predicting, oh, there's going to be a way to do this with Wardlow not having to lose clean? Yes. I told you that Wardlow would like powerbomb through the cage and the cage would break open. Like Big Show kind of did with Stone Cold that one year. Remember mm. Big, Big Show's debut? Like something like that. And he still would have been able to save face and he loses the match at the same time. I'm really surprised they didn't go that route because Wardlow is, I know Luchasaurus is big, but he's also wearing a mask, right? So, so I don't know why that kills it a little bit for me. Yeah. But, but as far as big beasts go and big kick-ass MFR, you know, that you don't want to mess with, that's Wardlow for their company, man. I know Jake Hager is one too, but in my opinion, if you didn't know Jake Hager fought MMA, I'd go with Wardlow if I'm looking at just physical looks alone and what the, what kind of work they do in the ring. Wardlow's a bad mamma jamma. Danny Cochran, 299, asking Matt if we can uh, throw me a bar mitzvah at WrestleMania. <laughs> Got to watch it, folks. My dad's a rabbi. He'll fly out at the drop of the hat for that shit. Hey, why is that in red, by the way? I don't, I don't know. I don't know why it's in red. Maybe it's based on the amount. What we need to do, there's apparently something you could do on YouTube with the Super Chats where you can give people titles based on the level of donation. Like, I need to mess around with that. We need to have yeah, some fun with this. That's cool. Because you guys are awesome. But yes, I've never I've never been bar mitzvah. That's why I'm going to be 44. You never received your bar What, you never really? My parents got divorced when I was 10. Oh, so you. my dad's a rabbi. I went to live with my mom. When I was with, with, with when my parents were married, I was at synagogue every day after school with my father. It was a little different. But uh, hey, look at this way. I'm going to be 44 uh, in, uh, God, a week or so here. And uh, I'm still a boy, technically, in the eyes of the Lord. So what's so bad about that? <laughs> and means you get a free ticket. Isn't that how it's supposed to work or something? Oh, ooh, ooh, yes. I found I found a loophole to, to beat God. But when I do get bar mitzvah, oh, the chat, that's what I missed out on. So if you don't know about this, about the, the great, I want to say scam, but the great windfall teenage uh, Jewish boys and girls have coming, like, you get those bar mitzvah checks. It's crazy. Oh, that's why I want to do it. Payday. Big time payday. I'm talking like friggin' what, 20, 30 grand even payday. Well, depending on the community. I think in my case, maybe it would have been two or three, but still. Dude, I'm be dead serious. Terry Rifkin, I'll never forget. I went to her bat mitzvah, not bar mitzvah. Yes. I was one of the guys carrying around on the chair. So I was looking <laughs> in there. And um, dude, she got paid. Oh, paid. yeah. And that's all I could talk about when I came home. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the photos a couple weeks ago of MJF's bar mitzvah? Wait, what? No. Yeah, and he had uh, the he had the Miz M like the WWE logo turned upside down. I'll have to I'll have to find the photos. But what's crazy to think about is that was like ten years ago that the MJ, that MJF had his bar mitzvah. 
Wow. That's how young he is. Yeah. Uh, kind of crazy. Oh, here we go. I found it. Um, let me open this up. Open image. He just randomly posted a photo of his bar mitzvah? Oh, someone was giving him shit about something. You know, I mean, I don't know. It's. I guess he's in that age, man. I mean, Matt, you look at us now. If someone wants to see photos from our childhood, we got to go dig through boxes. Maybe you have something on a disc <laughs> somewhere. Do, but, yeah. dude, if you're in, if you're in a, his generation, yeah, that's MJF 10 years ago at his bar mitzvah with the upside down WWE. Is he at a strip club? <laughs> I he, I, he hired some women for his uh, bar mitzvah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> that is very weird. I love that kid. He was good ringside tonight, but I mean, this was really Wardlow's time to shine. Uh, yeah, so let's get into this match. Uh, we yeah. really segued away out of this. I apologize. But, um, dude, Wardlow was a beast in this. He was a beast in this. I know he got a pinfall, but I still feel that dude is money. Um, they've got to do some serious, like, kill matches for him or something. Um, maybe continue to have him be um, – MJF's bodyguard again for a long enough period of time. So before his next match comes, it's another bit of a big deal. You're going to see him wrestle again. And then yeah. from the moment on, once he gets that win of that next match, you know, then it's just nothing but dominoes. He just knocks everybody down and pins every single person he beats. I'm talking yeah. on chest pinning motherfuckers. Yeah. So Cody got cut open during this. I mean, it was pretty intense. Um, it made him look badass. It made yeah. Ward look. He, Cody did sold his ass off for him, man. Yeah, yeah. he he's you know Cody sold uh, obviously Cody you know having the blood, um, having Wardlow kick out of Cody's finisher uh, the first time. I mean, you know, it, all things considered, this you know the, the, yeah you, you knew Wardlow was gonna have to lose somehow because you know yeah. Cody is gonna come through. So you know that's gonna happen. And, and but yeah, we were all on the assumption, myself included, that you could do some kind of Gaga on something. Yes. But then but then they made it very clear that we are and Jr. Even kind of disparaged like this is how a cage match should be. It's just gonna be pinfall submission. There is no escape from the cage. So when they said that, I was going, oh, like all right, that that really kind of now puts you in a in a, in a, in a box. It does. And, and you don't put your friggin' beast. Yeah. In I mean, position. you know, it, it, it's not fun seeing Warlow's first match take a pinfall. It's nowhere near as detrimental like it was to Jeff Cobb. No, I mean, they, no, I mean, God, no, not even close. Right. No. I mean, they, they, you know, they still put Wardlow over. And, He's and, you know, still money. He's yeah, still main event draw, potential draw, even, I would argue. Um, Excalibur, uh, Excalibur, I think it was on commentary at the end of the match when Cody was celebrating. Excalibur said the perfect thing. He said, Cody Rhodes had to go to the whatever word he used, but, you know, he, the insane you know lengths of of diving off that cage because that's how dominant Wardlow was on him. That's what he, you know. So that, you know things like that really helped. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this was uh, obviously I'm biased, you know, and, and I was I was glued to this TV all day or all night, and I was looking forward to this all day. Uh, you know, I think this was this was about as good of an opening showing you could do with, with having the guy lose. I mean, this was great. Damian Cole with the $2 super chat. The quick moonsault was crazy. No time to look back. Uh, I'm looking forward to Revolution, man. The fact that Cody just went through all this. I mean, this has been built so perfectly. The lashes uh, that you got a few weeks ago. The match tonight with Wardlow. Like, oh, so here's the question. Is he going to beat MJF clean? Is Wardlow going to interfere? How are they going to play this? How would you book this, Matt? I don't know. I, well, I think MJF. But, but here's the problem. Then... then you really screw your baby face over yet again. Your top baby face, who you had versus Jericho, 
or if he lost, he never got another shot at the title, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So they kind of screwed him there. Um, and then now you're going to screw him by having him go through hell and back and then lose to MJF at the end of this chapter? That, that's not, that kills your baby face. However, I don't know what's more important. I would argue M- MJF is their next biggest heel after Chris Jericho. No? Yeah. Oh, no. I mean, they're both, I mean, the top heels in the company. And that's where it kind of sucks for every other heel on the AEW roster. I mean, even uh, Pac, right? I mean, on down the line, every other heel, it's it, it's like you better be doing something really different when you're in a company where Jericho owns it and MJF is just next level. So that's my point. Yeah. What, 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 like, MJF, I think, should be getting the win. He, uh, he doesn't win much. He doesn't wrestle much. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't wrestled much, but I, I don't see Cody losing at the pay-per-view. Yeah. But, I, but I do think that if they go to extreme lengths, which they should, this is a payoff after, you know, after what's been a really long, lengthy, well-told story. If they go to extremes like MJF doing something – dastardly to Arn, or even more so. They tease it tonight. If, if MJF puts his hands on Brandy and oh. does something, I think if MJF is still very dastardly and still, you know, but he loses the match, but he's, I mean, I, I think you can still keep MJF as a credible top heel even if he loses. It just, it just, it just has to be, it just, I, mean, just has to. I think Brandy could kick MJF's ass. Like, <laughs> MJF does not come across, I mean, like, great tough guy athlete that's not his shtick i think pretty ripped yeah could you imagine how much the crowd would pop though just to see brandy like destroy him that would be huge yeah but i think at that point he gets in like ellsworth territory but, but could you yeah, but, but could you imagine the heat he would get if he's doing something you know if, if he's beating the high holy f out of cody right and Brandy slides in the ring, and they try to have that personal moment where you know, and 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 MJF grabs Brandy's hair and just tosses her aside. Could you imagine? I mean, like if they do things like that to keep to perpetuate the MJF dastardly heat, I think he could still lose, which he will, in my opinion. Uh, and I think I don't think he'll be harmed for it. I think he'll still be your top, still one of your top, you know, heels behind Jericho. Yeah, Bobby Burns with the four ninety nine super chat saying definitely the best dynamite and wrestling non pay per view show I've seen in a while. Mm. Brad Stevens with the super chat at four ninety nine. Everybody loves the little the amounts, the ninety nine. I like it. Uh, Brad Stevens asking, do you think it would make sense to have Taz do one hour of commentary and Tony do the other hour? I don't know. I like Tony more than I thought I would. I think Tony's great. Um, I love Taz, uh, uh, but I, I don't know. I why did Why did they have Taz come in and do? So Taz was on the Moxley Cobb match, but then Tony was back on for the cage match. Like, why did like it wasn't like Taz did hour two? Taz just did like a segment. Why did they? Did I miss that explanation of why? Or like, did Tony go to the back to interview somebody? Or I don't know. Uh, he was doing stuff out tonight and about. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they uh, do it. Oh, so here we go. Uh, William Lorenzano with a question. Do you guys think Luke Harper and Matt Hardy show up in AEW soon? I almost wonder, given the streak AEW's on, is that too much of a step backwards? No offense to Luke Harper, but I don't know. Matt Hardy, I feel like, would take them to the next level. I love Luke Harper, but they would really have to give him something fresh to do to not make it just seem like he's getting the WWE's yeah. cut talent, you know? <sighs> 
To, and to be fair, every single WWE superstar at some point or another gets cut or doesn't resign or does something. It happens at some point um, to everybody. But um, so by the same token, you know, some of these guys could resurrect their career and do something different if it's completely different from what they did the last time they were seen in WWE TV. But I know what you're saying. I, I think it should be continue to develop their own. But my problem with them developing their own, some some of the ones they pick, man, I'm sorry. They just should not be on TV. Yeah. There's, there's quite a few, bro. And I don't like saying that about them because these kids are living their dreams, man. And I don't want to shit on them like that. But I, I'm being serious. There's, there, there's about five or six that I'll watch, and I'll just be like, how is this kid on TV? Like, seriously. No, I mean, it's got to be a meritocracy and not a democracy. Not that they're just putting people on because they're their friends. It's got to be who's got the hottest angle, the hottest idea, the best character. And look like a fight, like you've been in a fight. Or, look, or you better be athletic than more than anyone else on that roster and doing the craziest stuff ever. Something to set yourself apart. But the, yeah. the plain Jane, the dude that looks like he could be the guy that, you know, changing my oil somewhere or, or that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know what I'm talking about? It's not these comic book, larger than life characters. I'm not saying you have to have that in every segment, but what I'm saying is there's this plain Jane looking ones that there's nothing behind them. They even look uncomfortable on, on camera for yeah. some of them. I mean, but shows like the butcher, the blade and the bunny, man, they're pot committed on that. Um, I mean, they stick with stuff. I like to see them rotate. At least, at least they're comfortable on camera, though, Glenn. That's true. No, and, they, and, and, and they all, they also look the part. They're they, look, look, they don't look uncomfortable. They look they they are professionals that have been on TV. You could tell before, and they have a feel for it. There's other ones that don't have any feel for it whatsoever. Don't look at the hard cam when they're supposed to, um, and they just look lost. They look like they're living out the childhood dream out there, which is not not a good thing you don't want to be overdoing it that much where you look like a kid who got to get it who got, went to the performance center it got to go in the crash pad ring and do a backflip off the top rope yay i'm doing it no yeah we shall see so mvf getting that win tonight over wardlow and uh it's gonna be hot next week cody Rhodes getting the win oh cody cody pardon me it's been a long night folks yeah <laughs> Uh, yes. Uh, so it's going to be Cody versus MJF a Revolution coming up 10 days from now on February 29th. A leap year. When's the last time a major wrestling pay-per-view was on a leap year, Justin? Glad you asked Justin. I don't know. I thought he might know. Do you know, Matt? No. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it's like a stump the schloss thing there. I don't know. I mean, aside from, of course, the famous lethal leap year. Uh, in uh, Southpaw wrestling. I but, do. Uh, I do. I do. <laughs> that's a great, great reference. I do like... Um, I do like wrestling pay-per-views being on a Saturday. That's fun. Yeah, it is. I agree. It was weird TakeOver being on a Sunday this yeah. past week. Mm -hmm. Very strange. Um, so, Arian Gomez was super chat. Slowly liking the Butcher, the Blade, and the Bunny. I think Allie, the Bunny, like, she looks, she pulls that off. She looks so she comfortable does. on camera. Yes, yeah. she does. Her and, Bra her, her and Braxton, their season, they're they're they. Braxton is very seasoned. Or, uh, or, or, or um, what, uh, which one's he? He's the the, the blade. Um, he's better than that, though. I'm not trying yeah. to be sure. Yeah, on his gimmick because he's a friend. So is she, but he's yeah. better than that gimmick, dude. But the them paired with her looks like if they paired Heavy Machinery with Mandy <laughs> Rose, 
You'd be like Mandy Rose looking like a million bucks makes the other guys look like twenty nine ninety five. Um, it's just it's hard Brad, to pull off. Braxton's a stud. Braxton's a good looking dude. Oh, there we go. Uh, are we gonna have the segment again where we talk about male wrestler attractiveness? I'm just saying when he was a TNA, like women in the crowd like Mark yeah. Trent. Like a Rick Rude type, because we not Rick Rude type, but like of uh, <laughs> Val Venus. I don't know what who to compare him to. It's true, but the the hipster wearing the scully, but not all the way on, but just on the top of his head because he's too lazy to pull it down. Drinking a coffee at Starbucks, but his pants <laughs> his pants sagging with his chain hanging out. His wallet, okay. you know, guy holding a skateboard in the other hand. You really thought this through. Uh, no. that's 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 the vibe I got from him when he was a TNA, and I'm telling you right now, women in the crowd pop for that dude. Okay, I buy it. Let's talk about some NXT tonight. NXT opening with a recap of Takeover Portland on Sunday. Uh, man, it was crazy tonight. Overheard in my household saying, uh, you know, there's uh, Adam Cole and a bunch of losers when the Undisputed Era came out. It's weird that he's the guy with the title now, and they Wait, are your wife. Your wife said that. Someone in my household. I'm not going to say who. Um, so wait, really quick. Who? What's wrong with him having a title and them not? No, it's just funny that Undisputed Era worked so well when it was all those guys top of the game all the champions and now it's just kind of like it it highlights i mean we've talked about this before adam cole is a superstar and yeah. the other guys there there's a wide gap between the top talent and undisputed era and number Definitely. two as well as there should be he's the leader and even when they came in on day one if you remember i was annoyed that they put those two with him i was yeah. like why does he have anybody with him that dude's a stud he's over yeah. Well, it, it, here's what it was. Adam Adam Cole came in. He had the most fanfare. He was the biggest stud coming in. He is still the biggest stud. The, the you know Bobby Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish is a, is, a, is, a, is a great athlete. Bobby yeah. Bobby Fish is 43. Okay, Everybody. so Bobby Fish is not the future of of the you know they put Bobby Kyle and, and Roddy with him because all three of them had that ROH thing. <laughs> so it was like we're gonna put you know we're gonna it was just a, it was just a way to kind of like. Uh, just kind of way to gang warfare, put numbers around Adam Cole, and it's just like, okay, okay, let's put the ROH guys with him. But Adam's a stud; he's the one that we're that we're focused on. I mean, it's it just they are; it is what it is. They're they're let good Giggle, workers. But let Giggles read a super chart. Uh, oh, fun times with the game super chat saying it was you, wasn't it, Glenn? I would be sleeping on the couch if I just like said the snarkiest things and then blamed it on my wife. That would be hilarious. But uh, yeah, she would be pretty mad. She, does your she, wife watch this podcast? Or she Occasionally she uh, does tune in and listen. Like what? Is she in the other room right now watching? No. Well, uh, Sorry not... to hear from Mrs. Rubenstein that your husband has not given you a cool TV set up in your bedroom to watch cool shows and he's taking up your room right now as we speak, being a hog. Selfish <sighs> And now making sure you're taken care of while he's doing it. <laughs> and, and to continue, Mrs. Rubenstein, we will make sure. Right, we're getting a massage with cucumbers on her eyes as we speak. Oh, there you go. I <laughs> but your wife doesn't know you come on this podcast and brag about your win-loss record in fights that you're undefeated with every argument you ever have. Oh, look at that. She's going to hear that. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> No, I think Mrs. Problem- Rubenstein, we promise we'll send Glenn back to the room with Blue Chew in hand. 
Um, <laughs> no, I think the problem is it's like it's it's like a T-bird situation. You've got Danny Zuko, you've got Kaniki, and then there's the other three guys. Like Undisputed Era is like Adam Cole. They don't even have a Kaniki. Yeah, there's no Kaniki in Undisputed Era. No, there's not. It's just all yeah. what's the name like Putsy or Pots. I don't remember the name of the other T-birds because nobody knows. Isn't one of them named Duty? Like that's how whack the rest of the T-birds are. Pots, uh, Pots, something like that was the other. Yeah, you're right. Not like the T-birds in Greece too. They were actually all kind of cool. Like when you had Goose and Balmucci and like like. Greece I too. really like Greece too a lot. Love Greece too. I just got the I'm, soundtrack on vinyl the other day. I was very excited I'm, about that. I still I'm have the first one with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, oh. so, I'm so lost right now. I don't know what you're talking about. You've never about. seen Grease or Grease 2, Justin? Killer no. movies, dude. I used to try to put a motorcycle together like the second Grease. Yeah. That was my dream as a kid. Like Michael. <sighs> it's Michael. <laughs> <laughs> They're singing this whole song, Who's That Guy? It's pretty clear it's Michael. I think <laughs> it was pretty clear. <laughs> Who's that guy? Who's that guy? An entire song. Pretty sure it's Michael. Pretty Still easy. a great soundtrack, though. It's it's an amazing soundtrack. It is absolutely. When I make my millions, I'm bringing Grease Two to Broadway. It's finally going to happen. Uh, anyhow, uh, Harvey Mayo, four ninety nine, two top two impacts of the night. Cody with his moonsault and Bianca calling out Charlotte. Bianca's got to be added to that Mania match, man. She's got to. Yeah. Well, we need to move on here. Yeah. Okay. Now for the Grease 2 talk, uh, Leo Rush challenging for the Cruiserweight title against Jordan Devlin. This is crazy that Devlin had to follow up, I guess, a week before last, that amazing match with Tyler Breeze. How do you think this ranked tonight with Leo going into it with Jordan? Pretty amazing. Yeah. This was pretty hot. This, this, this was a hot match. This crowd was hot for it. Um, just outstanding. Uh, what, what do you say about this match? This was a crazy good match. Yeah, I mean, I would say out of all the brands, I'm saying Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live, Leo Rush is definitely in the top 10 of their best bell to bell performers. Maybe he creeps towards the top five. (laughs) (laughs) Mark, that was good, Mark. Yeah. Uh, I just put these up sometimes just to get a pop from you, Matt. Um, (laughs) But Jordan Devlin won. Man, like, this is very interesting that they're giving him these ultra-competitive matches and having him go over. Like, I like the approach they're taking with him. It's 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 working, but, I mean, it just to me, it just builds so much believability in that division. It, it definitely does. This is the most, I mean, would you, has there been a more, I don't want to say the word over, but has there been a more legitimate time? Of the, for, the cruiserweight for the cruiserweight championship being defended on a week-to-week basis with better matches than this? I feel like Maybe. this is why it works better on NXT and NXT UK because it's not like, and now it's the cruiserweights. Right. Look it, at the it, dancing ponies. It's true. That's true. Yeah. It does it, feel part of the show. It doesn't feel any – yeah, you're right. It's the be- Yeah, this is the best time because when you try to um... – when you tried to have an entire cruiserweight show where every match is supposed to be that, nothing stands out. But when you have a it's, – it's the reason why the cruiserweights worked. It was the first exposure to the U.S. audience. It's why they worked at, for Nitro and WCW because you only got one or two cruiserweight matches, and then you had guys like Hogan and Nash main eventing. You know, when you have cruiserweights just being worked into the NXT show, it stands out. 
when you have an entire show that's cruiserweights, it doesn't stand out. Everything's the same. It's just so this is. I mean, getting rid of the whole two or five live show was the best thing I could have done, and just moving the cruiserweight. I, to, but, I agree you know, with. That took you forever to say, Tammy. I agree with Tammy real quick. Tammy said that uh, uh, Leo Rush had a, should have had a longer title reign. I agree. I think Leo Rush is still the gym in that division. Yeah. He's forget the division in that company. I think he's a huge star. He's so good. He really is, man. He does it all. I don't know what they're like. I think he. I think he's rubbed some people the wrong way. I think. I think he's very confident in himself, and he knows his value. And he's very. I I think he's. He's early twenties. I think he's just. I think he hasn't played the politics game that they wanted him to play. Obviously not. But at the same time, I was told this company is not the way it was when I was there, which was that. You don't get held back because you don't kiss everyone's ass backstage like you had to do when I was there. Yeah. Well, Braun's been held back, and just think about that. Braun Strowman should be should have I been. Still, I still don't believe Braun plays the, the political games wrong. I don't believe that. He's so humble. He's way too humble to be rubbing people the wrong way. No way. I, but I think that I, I think that I think that Braun's kind of the guy who's like you know what Vince McMahon saying let's grab the brass ring let's grab the brass ring I think some people inadvertently have been rubbed the wrong way not I'm not saying he's been wrong I think people have have not took to him when they should have I think Braun should have been champion Braun should have dethroned Lesnar two years ago I feel it's somebody that's in that creative or someone that's one of these agents that behind his back are just saying he's still not ready he's still not ready some shit like that which is horseshit because he's been ready maybe. Yeah. I thought this was a great match to open the show. After that, John uh, Casto backstage with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez asking about Raquel helping Kai win the street fight over Tegan Knox. Raquel said Knox got every opportunity while, he, while Dakota was pushed aside. Knows what it feels like to sit at the performance center for years and watch others get opportunities. Says Kai was deemed an outcast. Uh, William Regal walked up, congratulated Kai on the win. Says Dakota Kai is going to face Knox in two weeks. No outside interference in a steel cage match. That's uh, pretty different for a women's match in NXT. Have we seen a cage match in NXT at Full Sail before? I don't think uh, we have. Good question. I mean, there's been a couple on takeovers. Yeah, I don't think we, at Full Sail? Maybe Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. Yeah. Okay. Well, wasn't it like takeover the end? It was at Full Sail, but it was a takeover it was at, at Full, Full Sail. Yeah. But anyways, what was next? Uh, Austin Theory uh, getting beat down by Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso uh, coming out, saying, not tonight, man. He's cutting a promo talking about Gargano's turn at TakeOver. And, um, yeah, this ended with Ciampa beating up uh, Theory in the head, launching him from barrier to barrier, stomping him. Um, Man, like, I'm really curious uh, if we end up with Ciampa versus Gargano one-on-one. At Takeover WrestleMania weekend, or if it's a four-way with uh, perhaps Finn Balor and Adam Cole. What happened to Austin Theory? I thought he was supposed to be a big star. Yeah, I thought so too. Justin, what do you make of this tonight? And he, they've everything they've used of him, he's been kind of throwaway. This is, I mean, there hasn't been really any big commitment to him up to this point. I don't know why, but yeah, I mean, they they had him come out like he was going to have a match, and Ciampa came out and interrupted like he was going to just you know interrupt the match, and that's what happened. Yeah, I don't know. By the way, though, this this is my problem with NXT. They came off one of their best takeovers ever, which that's saying something. They've had a they've had a lot of good takeovers, and I I didn't feel like this NXT 
I don't feel like they like had the momentum. I don't. I, I don't. I, this was not as good of, a, of an NXT episode as I thought it would be coming off of how good that takeover was. Like I thought, Chopper Gargano thing would have been right off the top, and they waited until you know 30, 40 minutes in. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this is interesting. They followed this up with Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wild versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. I mean, yeah, this was a waste a little bit, but I'm happy for Joaquin Wild. Yeah, I feel like they're greatly overestimating the appeal of the grizzled young veterans. Uh, but after that, the cut of heel promo said, this is the land of the free, the home of the brave, but it's really the land of the neck appeared and the home of the ignorant. They've come to NXT to take over. Soon they will be number one in the world. Neck beard. I mean, that's, it's kind of like a paint-by-numbers promo at this point, right? I mean, I, yeah. I like when promos are really unique. This was not that. No, it was not. Got the weights, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, the NXT Tag Team Champions, celebrating with the crowd, getting the chant going. Uh, and then they faced Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch. weights getting a win. This was more competitive than I thought it would be. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What do you do with the Broser weights from here, man? I mean, I'm assuming break up, put them in a one-on-one feud. I don't or? know because I've been wrong about them almost the whole time, so I I, I don't know. But yeah, don't this know. is kind of, this has kind of become like NXT's like Dan O'Brien and Kane, two oddballs, and the crowd is the crowd is connecting to it. So like they're just kind of yeah. running with this, you know. Yeah. I, I I I'll put it this way. I, and we, I think we were all were on agreement when they started that Dusty Rhodes tag team that we thought like, okay, this isn't going to last, you know, whatever. And it's now, now they've it's lasted. Um, I guess if if Matt Riddle is not going to be in the top world title picture right now, if that's busy with other things, I guess this is just a way to entertain people and to kind of keep them safely protected and not losing or not whatever in singles. Definitely, sure, so. yeah. I think when they break up, that'll be a great singles feud that could. Oh my God! The, the the difference of style and, yeah. and uh, the originality of the match that that will be will be off the chart. Original, yeah. original. If they really build this feud well, I mean, maybe let's say at Takeover Mania weekend they break up or there's a turn. The Takeover after that it could main event if they book it right. But they really yeah, have to book it definitely. right. Definitely, no question. Yeah, which would be incredible. Actually, if you think about this next Takeover Mania. The women's championship match is going to be on the Mania card. So NXT really needs to build strong stories for TakeOver Mania weekend if uh, NXT titles are being defended at Mania proper. Well, uh, and, with Dunn, and, with, and with Dunn being from overseas, uh, you know, they're doing TakeOver. They're doing a Dublin show in, later in April. They're doing more international shows. So they could, they could take advantage of going if, 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 if they could take advantage of that. Uh, going yeah, no, I got you. That makes sense, Justin. Brad Stevens with the Super Chat. Maybe we should review AEW last. I think we're trying to find the right order. We've changed it up a couple of weeks. It seems like most of the time, sometimes people want to talk about AEW first, sometimes NXT first. I mean, there's no set rule. I think it really depends on the night. Tonight, AEW, though, I think had a much stronger show. Um, not that NXT was bad. Uh, Keith no. Lee versus Kona Reeves. Man, what's up with Kona Reeves? Like, Why? What do you mean? No, I don't know. I felt like there was a little something for him, but, you know, Lee knocked him out, pounced him, rang the bell, like easy squash. Like, I felt like Kona Reeves was a guy six months ago they were yeah, investing they in. Something. They still could. They yeah, still they, could. He, he he also had a, a lot of attention and eyes on him when he came in because he was trained by 
uh, one of the one of the Samoans, Alpha. So I mean, like anytime you come from the, you know, like there's always like that extra like light, like the spotlight on you of like expectation if you're trained by Alpha. I think also um, somebody else trained him too. But yeah, I mean they haven't really done much with him, so I mean I don't have any expectation to him. I don't think anybody should right now. He hasn't. He's yeah. Djokovic came in the ring after, said uh, he wants another round with this. They need to talk William Regal into it. I mean, it's interesting, like how cordial these guys are. <laughs> Keith Lee talks very succinctly. If you've ever heard him talk, did you hear him talk on backstage with Mark Henry? No, no. How was that? It was really, really well done. I loved it. But Keith cool. Keith Lee, when he talks, is sounds very educated. Yeah. Um, and he's very clear when he speaks. He really overly enunciates a lot of his words. If you really like, you'll start to see it in that backstage interview he gave us with Henry, because that's the most we've ever seen him talk um, other than a promo, right? And um, so, like, from his side of this match, definitely cordial. Um, and from the other guys, yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying, Glenn. Yeah. So. Matt, your favorite thing, the Arliss Michaels of NXT, Robert Stone was out tonight, yep. Chelsea Green, uh, match with Caden Carter, and interesting that this was interrupted by Bianca Belair, who hit the ring, took the mic, cut a promo to send a message to call out Charlotte Flair, saying she's going to whoop Flair's ass. God, I love Bianca. She's so damn money. Um, man, it's funny that that happened in between this, and then Chelsea Green got the win over Carter. I think Caden Carter looks like a million bucks. There was so much going on here, but uh, let's unpack this. Okay, so first off, Chelsea getting a win over Caden. Caden's got a great look, but clearly they're invested with Chelsea and the Robert Stone character. That win is there. Uh, I mean, we got to talk about this Bianca promo. Matt, what'd you think? Fire. Yeah. Just f absolute fire. She sold tickets. <sighs> she got to be in that match of Mania. Justin? Uh, Bianca's great, but I would not hold your breath if they're going to add her to that match of Mania. I, the fact, yes, yes, she has the record number of Royal Rumble eliminations. You uh, don't give somebody that push. Dude, you know, like, I'll bet you right now a dollar. A dollar. You go to your favorite charity. Uh, that she wins. That she's in the three-way. I'm not saying. Yeah. Matt, I'll bet you an appetizer at Rick's on the River that she's there not. Okay, there we go. <laughs> uh, Justin Lopez, $5 super chat saying, do we get it best of seven iron or an Ironman match next between uh, Kovic and Lee? Man, an Ironman match would be – I don't know if I can handle a best of seven, but an Ironman match would be lit. That would be incredible. You know what's lit is Justin Lopez's little uh, Joker uh, yes. profile. Joker. Love that Joker. Yes. How much money has been donated to us tonight? Raj? <laughs> here's what can happen to rick's at the river we're gonna order like a big round of drinks and appetizers and then be like uh raj over here's got the bill and we'll just peace out there you go i think that's a good idea also maybe I'll, does all this super chat money go to those sweat sweet wrestling name t-shirts I, I have no clue no, Raj. They need these fans want T-shirts. He's gonna have T-shirts at Rick's in the River. He brought T-shirts to Starcast. I'm positive we'll have T-shirts at Rick's. Of us, of us, just of this podcast. Uh, I'll, I'll bring some blue chew shirts and uh, some uh, chew World Order for anybody that wants them. I don't know if either of you drank, but I'll make sure I order the most top shelf liquor to put on Raj's bill to, 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 to subsidize all this. No, but then you, then you gotta do this number. 
you do a shot and you go, and just keep going. <laughs> no, just I would not. as you're doing it. No, I wouldn't waste. I wouldn't waste <laughs> like that. Oh, good lord. Um, anyhow. Uh, yeah, good for Chelsea Green, but good for Bianca, man. I mean, Justin, how they're not going to have her calling out Charlotte. I mean, I get that's just giving away. Like, we're going to see Charlotte versus Bianca on an episode of no. NXT on no. an episode of Raw three way dance at me. Look, I, I, and I and I would be happy to see it. I just don't know if they're going to do that. I, I just don't know. I, I I can see. I would not be shocked if we see Charlotte have a match on NXT Wednesday night to help pop a rating. Uh, leading up to Mania or after Mania. I'm telling you right now, there, here comes Rise with the McMahon walk. Oops, <laughs> he just so <laughs> uh, No, but Bianca, man, I mean, they, they're invested. They wouldn't have given her, I'm just saying, they wouldn't have given her the Royal Rumble women's elimination record. That's not even the only reason, though. Yeah. She's white hot right now. Yeah. She's, yeah. I would argue, more over at the moment than the NXT champion is. Which is tough because Rhea, I mean, no word. But yeah, here, here and here again, I, I'm not disagreeing as a fan with you guys. But what I keep coming back to in my head is that WrestleMania, that's Vince's territory. So you, so we all think this, and this makes sense from storyline. And Triple H probably thinks it makes sense from storyline. You got, you got to convince Vince. Hey, this other girl also needs to be in it. This Bianca, like, I mean, I just that's where I'm trying to figure out. Like, is is he tapped into? I think Vince the, sees more in Bianca than he does in Rhea. And I don't mean to say that to put yes, Rhea down. I do, but, too. Yeah. I do, too. I'll be happy to see it if it happens. I'll, I'll be happy to buy Matt an appetizer of chicken wings if that's what happens. But Ooh, chicken wings. Big spender. Not even the sampler platter. Well, he can uh, get whatever he wants. I'm making he's a mayor. I'll get him whatever he wants. <laughs> sampler, platter, whatever. <laughs> and the main event tonight. Uh... The Velveteen Dream versus sure. Roderick Strong. <laughs> Velveteen Dream going after Roddy's uh, woman with this here head of the full Marina Shafir portrait <laughs> on his tights tonight. Um, yeah, I mean. This is good for Roddy. Seriously, this is, I'm going to call it right now. This could, if Roddy does this right, could be this transitional storyline he's needed. He could for become the Kanicki of Undisputed Era. I mean, that's serious. He could, because he's really good in the ring. We all know that. But it, when you start talking about your woman and your family, that has to take, that, that has to put something personal in this. It just has to. You've got to be able to go to that place personally. Even though you know it's a work, you know the guy's not really disrespecting your wife. It's part of the act. You've got to let yourself go there. And if he can get there, all that reality stuff will take over. And if that does, it could be something that sets him up nicely. And like you said, being the next guy in that group versus the last one. Jeff Hulke, you're wondering, what appetizer do we think Rajback would (laughs) Uh, Fried pickles. Um, Raj, you are getting clowned from the Super Chats now. Fried pickles. We need a Rajback t-shirt, but only a cartoon version of Ryback carrying (laughs) a big position. And then then Ryback screams, feed me more. (laughs) And Ryback, you can continue to feed me. Oh my god! And you're on his back, being piggybacked, <laughs> dangling like grapes over in front of him. Strawberries and the whipped cream. You just went in a direction with this, um, Matt. Let me ask you a question. Back to actual business here. Um, do you have a problem with Velveteen? Velveteen dreams the babyface. Do you have a problem with the babyface doing this whole "let me put your woman on my pants" thing? Not because no. Normally, yes, but not with Velveteen. This is his mo. He gets inside his opponent's heads. 
He's okay. super duper over the top. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you would flamboyant. Thank you. I was gonna say yes. Actually, that's exactly what I was looking for. He's incredibly flamboyant. Um, he's an agitator. Um, that's what he does. He's a and baby it, face, like Bugs Bunny is a baby face. It, yeah, and it works though. It works. We think it's hilarious. We don't hate him for it. We think he's funny as hell for it. I was just curious. I, uh... Wrestling 101, if this guy didn't have the charisma to pull this off and was doing this, and then why not? Yeah, I'd be, I'd be with you. But Just because when I when I see this, I immediately think uh, Rick Rude, Jake Robertson, and I'm like, you know, and I just. Different time, different age. Yeah, I, I know. Age. Yeah. So Dream got that win with the Dream Valley driver, got the pin and the win. And after the match, Undisputed Era hit the ring, triple teamed him, uh, or hitting finishers, beating him down, strong recovered, joined the rest of Undisputed Era, and they posed in the middle of the ring. NXT went off the air. I mean, I, I'd like to see them. I, w- I would have liked to have seen this where he didn't get the win. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I really think they can do something with this storyline and get something out of Roddy. I really do. Um, and just to throw that out there like that and have him get the win right away, I would have held that off just maybe another couple of weeks um, and see what you can get out of Roddy here. He's been down there for quite a while now, and he's at this, you know, he's really impressive in the ring, but charisma wise and character wise, he's not much more ahead of what he was when he first started. And people are like, oh, his promos have improved. They've improved, but they improved from being terrible to now, you know, passable. He's better than that. And I want to see him get there. And I think this kid can pull it out of him. Yeah. That's how that that's that's the ultimate compliment, by the way. To to give a guy as young as Velveteen Dream, to say he's able to take a guy who's been wrestling for 10 years and been considered a star worldwide and all these independent promotions he's worked for, Ring of Honor, former heavyweight champion, right? Um, and he can bring his game up. That says oh, that's really high praise I have for Velveteen. That's why he's my favorite wrestler on that roster. It is also interesting to have a feud where it is the baby face going after the guy's wife. I like that it's so different. This isn't Samoa Joe with AJ. You know, this isn't like MJF saying to Diamond Dallas Page, like, you know, I banged your daughter. Like, I think it comes across, I don't know. It's like not menacing. I don't think anyone, I don't know. I mean, no, it's it's trash talking. It's all trash talking. And it works because that's his character. Yeah. He's so good. He's so over. I mean, that's crazy. Dreams. Uh, Dreams twenty four. That's wild, isn't it? Yeah. MJF is roughly MJF, that age. Yeah, MJ, yeah MJF's twenty three. I think. Yeah. Him and MJF, dude, into the future. Yeah, I mean, th- it's amazing to see. Think about what you would think about a talent that young a few years ago. Uh, Rhea Ripley, twenty three years old. What? Well. Yeah. I didn't know that. Wow. Holy macro! I did not know that. But then on the flip side, again, you get people that, you know, like Jeff Cobb's in his late 30s, Shayna Baszler's almost 40, you know, Bobby Fish, 43. Then it's like Keith guys. Lee. Keith Lee. Yeah. 38. I think from here, man, I would love to see Velveteen Dream face any of the Undisputed Era one on one. That would be a hell of a match. I mean, I think with Adam Cole, I don't know. Dream should absolutely be challenging Adam Cole for the NXT title. He's at that level. He needs to be winning the NXT title. His yeah. None of this intercontinental level shit for him. He's no. way better than that. He's doing Roderick Strong. I think he's elevating Roderick Strong. That's the crazy thing about this. That's, That's how good he is. Uh, 
seriously, you could put Dream versus Finn Balor, you could put him versus Ciampa. Like, he is top tier of NXT talent. Roderick Strong is fortunate to be in this angle with him. Um, so this was shows tonight, man. I feel like NXT just dipped a little bit, like this grizzly young veteran stuff. I mean, I think you're just inviting people to change the channel. Yeah. With stuff like that. AEW, I feel like, has been a little bit better about knowing we just got to keep hitting them. Yeah, I mean, even speaking of the women's match, if you're a fan of Chris or Shanna, like, um, you're going to Britt Baker on commentary. You know, we're going to give you some reason to stay tuned. I feel like NXT needs to just work on that a little bit. And the not women's match on NXT, because we always crap on the women's division more or less. So we have, I have. Um, this was a good women's match tonight on AEW. Yeah. It was good on NXT as well, but man, Bianca. And I'll so be interested. And I'll be interested to see with NXT. I haven't talked to you guys in like two weeks. But uh, when we did the Triple H call last week, uh, he I asked him about would NXT ever leave Full Sail, and he he put Full Sail over. But he did say this: Full Sail is um, committed to something scheduling wise, and sometime soon. And I've heard it's mid March. NXT is going to do their Wednesday TV elsewhere. Hmm. And so I'll be interested to see if that changes any kind of any of the the presentation and perception if they're in a bigger venue, you know, cause when you look at it side by side versus AEW, I wonder if that's a problem. The Chris with a super chat, like the Chris four ninety nine super chat saying, guys, do you think everybody on AEW should learn a thing or two from MJF? Cause he has everything a wrestler has in my opinion. I, I worry, I think between MJF and Jericho, They've got those columns filled. If I were a wrestler at AEW, I'd be like, what can I do that is as good as MJF but completely different? Yes. Yeah, you don't copy other talents. You try to do something that's different that so you can stand out. Yeah. What else do we got, Justin? What else is going on in the news here? Uh, we're all ready to go to bed soon here, but I'll give you this one. Uh, uh, Raw, this past Monday. I haven't talked to you guys about Raw. This past Monday's Raw did the best viewership of 2020, if you can believe that or not. So what was that, like 300 people, 400 people? So it averaged 2.437 million. But here's the thing. It did the best viewership by the average, but I'm not surprised by this. It had a significant drop to Hour 3. Hour hmm. 3 had nobody watching by comparison, which I'm not surprised because they did the same damn main event they've been doing over and over that means nothing. Week uh, Hour 1 did 2.6 million. Hour 2 did 2.5 Hour three, uh, 2.0, so a 22% drop from hour one to hour three. So, so fans tuned in to see what Randy Orton was going to do. With Matt Hardy. Yep. With Matt Hardy. Yep. Yep. It was a pretty weak ending on Monday night. I, I, I don't I, – I cannot the, – the, the, the nonstop six-man tags, eight-man tags, that mean, that mean nothing. They mean nothing. I agree. I agree. How can you have set Vince? Vince is at the office not for twenty one hours a day. You have a week to build to the next raw. How is that the best thing that you can come up with? I know this is not a post raw podcast, but I didn't get to vent about raw, so that's my quick thing. How? 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 Armar Ferreira in the chat saying Bianca Belair versus Charlotte at Takeover winner winner faces Rhea Ripley at Mania. I'm down with that, but I'm telling you, Bianca is as ready for the mania stage as any other female talent in WWE, period. Would that be a reason why Charlotte has not accepted her challenge yet? Maybe. I hope not. I hope that's not the reason. I hope this doesn't happen. I hope it's a three-way at mania. Yeah. Matt's going to be looking over the – everybody, send your comments. What? Look at the appetizer menu. Rick's on the river. What should Matt order? 
Justin's going to be calling up, but could you just make me for one night the most expensive appetizer you've ever served? It's going to go on uh, the last name spelled G I R I. It's going to yeah. go on his bill tonight. Got gold leaf on it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, cool. I think that covers it, man. Friday night, we're going to be back here to talk about SmackDown on Fox. Just put it on your company card. Just put it on your wrestlingnames.com company card. Oh, you guys don't have one of those? Oops. Sorry, Raj. Morgan shooting tonight, folks. Um, I'm at Rubenstein. He's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Justin Lobar. We will catch you back here Friday night on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.